to this week's Talking Cod Swallop. I am a very hot and steamy Gemma. I'm a cool as a cucumber as ever, James. <laughs> I doubt that very much. Because no matter what the temperature is outside, I don't know that, you know, you could cope with this real heat. Lies, all lies. It's currently, ironically, it's currently warmer here than it is with you. I know. It's insane, isn't it? Because I'm I'm dealing with 31 degree heats, which is, I think it's about 45, something like that in Fahrenheit. And you're nearly at uh, 90 degrees Fahrenheit, aren't you? Which is like 37 yeah, I'm, I'm degrees. I'm at 37. Oh, 37 in a row. <laughs> It's a tad warm out, let's put it yes. that way. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, it's cooler in here in the house than it is outside. You know, yeah. It's not trappy as much heat. So my recording studio, a.k.a. my study, isn't too bad. Oh, well, that's all right then. So you're not a big pool of uh, sweat like I am then? Not last time. Not Well, I was when I was outside. I was getting a bit bit that way, but I you know, managed to cool off when I got inside. So, yeah. But I'm sorry you're feeling so warm. But in case you haven't guessed Salty Tadpoles... We are having a heat wave in the UK. Yes. And as usual in the UK, we have two things. We complain when it's too cold and we complain when it's too hot. So we just complain actually, don't we? Yeah, we're quite we're quite a moaning nation to be honest. Yeah. Hence talking cod swallop. <laughs> mm, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so what the, a few fields have set on fire? No, that's not actually good. Is that Being serious, that isn't good. No. It's been happening around here. It's happening down south. It is warm. So... It is, yeah. Be careful, everyone. Yeah. I think the, well, the thing that I feel the most uh, sorry for at the moment is uh, Mr. Socks, is he just can't get comfortable anywhere, unfortunately, because he's just, he's a big furry black dog, you know, and it's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like I keep going to him, come on, have some water, you know, like, and, he, and to be fair, he is, you know, I'm just making sure he drinks plenty of water hmm. and he, he keeps finding like shaded areas. So, you know, he's, sure. he's, he knows what to do, you know, he's not stupid. Well, most of the time, but uh <laughs> Yeah, at the same time, you know. Depends on the day, doesn't it, with Mr. Socks? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But when it's for his own benefit, I think he's pretty yes. pretty sensible. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he but he has been so struggling the last few days. Mm. It's been unbearable for him. So every time that I've uh, sort how, of looked at the weather, you know, and or, or been outside and thought, oh god, I'm so hot, I just look at him and I go, you know what? Stop moaning. <laughs> How do you do with taking him out? Uh, well, we've got a big garden anyway, so mm -hmm. he can run around in the garden and obviously mm -hmm. do his necessary business. Um, and then, yeah, with regards to obviously the last few days, we've we've not taken him out at all. We last took him out on Saturday, which was equally warm, but where we went was because um, we, me, Mum and Graham, we all took him out. Uh, which was nice. We went to, um, oh, I won't bother saying where the area is because anybody who's listening wouldn't know anyway. But we, we went to this sort of real grassy, um, bit, which was right by the water as well. So it was like, it had this amazing wind. So I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> those who confuse us to we call those fields. <laughs> well, <laughs> it kind of is a field. <laughs> It's, yeah. uh, but it's like, it's not a typical field, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, yeah, because it's like, there's literally a roadside and then there's this grassy bit and then there's like 
you know, like a bit of a slope leading down to the, the water. So it's not a massive field. So you're technically right, but you're technically wrong. So grassy bit is more right. A, gr- a grassy area. It's interesting, though, when you talk about, obviously, because you see people talk about, you've got to be careful taking dogs out. Mm. Uh, and there was somebody walking a dog earlier today, um, and I'm sure they had, like, some sort of, the dog had some sort of foot protectors on. She's making, like, a clippy-clopping noise, almost yeah. like you would hear with a horse. So it had something on that obviously protected its feet, and I felt a bit so... Yeah, again, it was a big sort of furry, you know, very furry dog, so it was probably... I mean, it was taken out early, so it's probably taken it out to get its exercise and not be too hot, but yeah, it was making some very interesting noises. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Jokingly, I actually said this to Graham this morning. I said, oh, well, wouldn't it be good if we could actually get dog shoes or socks, mm-hmm. you know, socks for socks? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so that they could like go out in this heat because the problem is, is obviously the tarmac is really hot. So mm. like to test it, if you if you were to put your, I'm sure all dog owners know this, but you know, if you were to put your bare foot down on it, and if you can't put your bare foot on it without, you know, flinching, then there's no business that a dog should be walking on it, really, mm-hmm. um, which I think is fair enough, or any animal, really, um, but... And uh, dogs are the ones that really get walked, aren't they, rather than a rabbit mm-hmm. or a cat or whatever. Although some people do, so you know. Yeah, you've been. I was going to say you've been a bit rabbitist, but you do generally just see people, uh, certain people walking their animals about. But yeah, I do feel rather sorry. I think for the sheep, but and the cows and things in the field near me, because obviously it is rather hot for them. But they, yeah, uh, they, 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 they're not rather like socks. They're not daft. They try and find shade where they can. So. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it'll rain soon. I mean, it's supposed to be raining this afternoon, but that seems to have been been held off. And, but see, partly what I've not done is the usual tried and tested uh, technique I use, which is one of two things: I leave my chair out, <laughs> and I leave the car window slightly open, and without fail, every time I've done that, it's rained because <laughs> 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 there's been nothing forecast overnight. It's like, ah, yes, fine, I'll leave the window slightly open, leave the chair out for tomorrow. Tomorrow, all will be well, bit of rain. So, yeah, but nothing today, even though right now, as we speak, it's supposed to be thundering and lightning, but it's not, uh, it's not happened yet. I, uh, I hope you're all, hope you're all happy and listening, Salty Tadpoles, because we've now gone from car corner to weather corner. <laughs> well, if, if Brits don't like to, uh, bitch about the weather, then, you know, they're listening to the wrong, wrong podcast, because we definitely do. But, uh, we did actually have thunder and lightning earlier and a little bit of rain. I went out and danced in the garden. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, I was very, very happy because <laughs> the thunder just sort of clears the air, doesn't it? And it was so nice. Yep. It's equally gone back as being as hot again. So, as you dance around the garden, the neighbours have got like the uh, mental institution on speed dial going, she's gone mad. She's <laughs> no. crazy. She's just dancing around in the rain. <laughs> no, they joined me, actually. <laughs> it's like a tradition in Dorset. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Ah, <laughs> along with the sex doll, the headless sex dolls. Yes. Chiching got you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the uh, that's why the sex doll was headless because the guy was spinning it around <laughs> <laughs> and it lost its head. <laughs> oh, doing what we cannot say, we no, dare yeah. not say. <laughs> was it spinning around its head or spinning around its body? Who knows? <laughs> mm, the fear, 
the fear and the idea this creates. <laughs> well, just before we started recording, James was about to tell me a story. And I said, I is was. this podcast worthy? Because, you know, me and James can't talk to one another unless no. it's recorded. So, <laughs> you know, I always say the podcast wife, it's like we're, we're divorced or going through a divorce. <laughs> we, <laughs> no. We use the podcast as the mediation tool. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's too much love here to uh, be there is. getting divorced. There is. There is. <laughs> yeah. There is. I mean, I do get the constant back pain where every once in a while, just to keep me behaved, Gemma stabs a really sharp pain to this voodoo doll she's got of me. But it's just to keep me in line. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's also to keep, um, what's your, uh, Dean, Dean in business. It is. It does. It keeps, in fact, uh, the more I think about it, it makes perfect sense. You and Dean are obviously in cahoots and all my various aches and pains, it all, oh, it all makes sense now. It yeah. all makes perfect sense. You're just keeping the economy going. Yeah, it's exactly. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't want to tell you early on. We didn't want to, you know, sort of no. let the cat out of the bag. But I feel it's time. I feel it's time after, you know, nearly four years. I think we yeah. should let you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened today then? It's it's a bit of a strange one. It's not one, excuse me, I would have expected to have seen. Oh, did let aliens land in the garden or something? No. Oh. But it does have a right, it does link to the garden. So. Okay. As we've said, it's been, it's been very hot. So yes. I'm sat in the garden. And suddenly, green fly everywhere. Just a few of them at first. And I'm like, okay, nothing too much. You know, they land on me, but I get rid of them. And then thousands of them swarming. And I do mean thousands of them. So much that I basically was like, right, I've got to go inside. But the problem is, I mean, they lasted like nearly an hour. And we're talking, the car was covered in them, covered in them. Um, They all then died when they obviously, I assume the heat of the car, they kind of bake. Uh, yeah. But the problem is that, of course, they take a liking to things like my roses and other plants. So I, once they'd all gone, after about an hour, I've had to trek down and buy like a spray that will kill them off, a pesticide that will kill them, but not my plants. But yeah, it was it was both disgusting and fascinating at the same time. But when I say thousands, I kind of wish I'd taken pictures of the car to show because yeah. they were just like, well, they'd all gone wherever they'd gone to. <laughs> loads of them Ugh. horrible is that like a typical thing that happens this time of year or is that something that was just like uh, um, a phenomenon do, 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 do. from from what i understand it's something that it's a bit of a phenomena in relation to the weather when the weather gets warmer it will you'll and, and the it's less windy they will suddenly just descend on mass but then they will suddenly just go and it's happened every few years across the country and other areas where they'll suddenly swamp but there were loads of them absolutely loads of them so oh, yeah um not but good. they're not going to eat my plants damn it well i'm hoping not so yeah but it was a truly kind of weird and cool thing as it happened i thought this is podcast worthy it's so strange and bizarre and disgusting yeah i feel as though Unfortunately, though, because I referenced the fact that it could have been to do with aliens that I took the sting right out of that story, you know. You did. You did, rather, yeah. All the buzz. Unless there's a giant planet of green fly, of course, that we're not aware of. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it could have, you know, I don't know. You never know. 
Yeah, it does sound like it could be. Um, But no, uh, yeah, and also your razors have been through far enough, haven't they? They've been through hell. Not only is it bad enough that you have to have me looking after them. (laughs) Bad weather, good weather, (laughs) you name it, creatures. It's happened to it's happened uh, to them all. Yeah, but it is therapeutic, kind of. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. But uh, yeah, at least, and they're still here to tell the story, aren't they? So far, T- well, touch wood. Uh, uh, yeah, well, they're probably now cursed, and the the little uh, aphids that I've seen that I got, that were on them that I managed to get off um, that landed on other plants. Hopefully, won't have started eating them yet. Um, but I'll give them a good spray with this killer stuff later on, and hopefully, it'll get rid of uh, any of the aphids. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's the joys of, uh, it's a bit like anything, the joys of home ownership, the joys of gardening, mm. car ownership. It never ends. There's always something. It's also what we call the hell of being an adult. Yes. I don't like adulting. I, yeah. No. No. It's not as much fun as it was originally cracked up to be. No. So basically, we've gone from the weather to the garden, and then you've referenced mm-hmm. a car. So mm. I need to now tell my story about my car. Ooh. Let me get comfortable. I yeah. like car corner stuff. Now, yeah, we're going to car corner, and then I suppose it could be Codswallop as well. So let's get into what a load of Codswallop Ooh. as well, because, uh, yeah, actually, I think it falls under that. So my Codswallop this week is my car as i just alluded to mm-hmm. so all of a sudden i was driving around absolutely fine and it's stu- and i got stuck in traffic and it started making like this weird juddering feeling like really like as if i was you know bouncing up and down sort of thing you know one of those um hyped up cars that actually does the wheel bounces kind of thing it's a bit like one of those I do know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. and um yeah so this was all going ahead and whatnot and i was like this is not good. This is not good. And then my dashboard came up with a couple of wonderful little lights. And I was like, oh, yay, because there's nothing better than seeing a couple of lights when you can't afford to pay for the car. So it turned out with regards to the lights um, that it was my coil pack and um, it was also the spark plugs. So and that had been an issue that I'd had literally the month before uh, you know a couple of weeks or i think it was days actually after i actually received the car so i was like oh well I that's see. not fair so they uh, so of course my warranty has run out already so and it literally ran out last month that's part of the course it's like my alloy wheel thing yeah it's always part of the course yeah absolutely so 350 pound later I'm, uh, you know, driving around in a car that's perfectly fine now. But I did actually sort of raise the question as to why, when I sent it to the car dealer, the, um, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously after a couple of days of owning it, didn't they actually replace it then? All they did was they cleaned it out and they put it the original one back in and the damage had already been done. Mm. My niece's uh, boyfriend, he's also called James, he works for the voxel dealership so he mm-hmm. took the part in to see if uh, there was any way that i could sort of claim 
you know any of the money back really but he has unfortunately messaged me today and he's informed me that it's not going to be able to happen so which is a shame but yeah it's just it's a real pain in the ass you know because it's always the way isn't it it's like if you own a, like a washing machine or anything it's like as soon as the warranty goes out it's like uh-uh, i'm gonna die you know yeah you've sometimes you have a you've got to wonder is it built in to do that yeah i think it is but yeah it's yeah, I I never used to buy into it, but the more I kind of see it happening, the more I wonder if it is the the reality of the situation that these things are designed to just die at a certain point. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry that happened, but I'm glad you at least managed to get it fixed and it wasn't like yeah. a life. At least it wasn't a life-threatening thing that happened, touch wood. No. So, yeah, that's good, but I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it is what it is, so you just got to deal with it, and you? That's what life throws at you sometimes. But there was a funny part when I was trying to get home, um, because obviously I still needed to get home. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was driving up a hill, and I started off by driving up the hill 30 mile an hour. But because mm-hmm. of the service engine light coming on, basically it kind of basically... Limp. Yeah, it reduces my car down. So as yeah, I was yeah. trying to get up this hill, I literally had my foot to the floor. Like I was almost Fred Flintstone, you know, kind of running up the hill would have been better. Or, you know, that, that singer, been running up that hill. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for laughing. But, uh, you know, it's uh, basically... I was, ju- I, I was just thinking F Stranger Things for... For, for trying to claim that song. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into Stranger Things in a minute. But um, yeah, so anyway, it turned out, you know, I was getting up this hill and I was um, I was so close to the top, but I was doing 10 mile an hour and the whole time I'm going, I'm sorry, oh, everybody, I'm sorry. <laughs> but people were being really patient with me. So that was good. That was good. But, uh, it yeah. is. I mean, the limp home thing mode is useful in a sense. It protects the car, but it, I'm sure it can be more of a pain and potential problem. Yeah. Um, than than it can do good. But the the positive thing is you've survived it. You've got through it. The car hasn't touched wood imploded. Or yeah. done that we've seen a lot in these these hot circumstances where you keep seeing people posting pictures where cars are burst into flames. No. <gasps> That's scary. Yeah. That is that is really scary. Yeah, I've got to go to the office tomorrow. So yay, thanks, James. <laughs> it's all good. When it sets on fire, you can go, hey, James prophesized that might happen. Yeah, hopefully I get out beforehand, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I assume you'll have got out. In fact, to be fair, use the uh, the heat created by the fire to light a cigarette while you're watching Oh, it. I will. <laughs> I'm that badass. <laughs> 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 but yeah um i'm trying to think if there was something else that was i am sure that other things have pissed me off other than like the heat <laughs> and stuff like that but that's my main focus at the moment so i mean i'm quite impressed Gemma, because with your levels of rage <laughs> <laughs> you know they have more than one thing you can ra- right get you know wound up and uh rally against Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's because it's so hot that it's mushed my brain. So that's the thing is that, you know, it's a lot calmer, Gemma, because, you know, ah. or maybe it's the counselling. Maybe the counselling's helping, you know. Possibly. One would <laughs> hope so. That is the purpose of counselling. You're supposed to ease the troubled waters and turn them from a raging torrent to a, a gently babbling brook. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, not quite yet. Quite Not quite yet, you know. But, um 
Yeah, no, I think I think that's pretty much it. So uh, have you got any cod swallop this week? I suppose Greenfly were your cod swallop. Greenfly, yeah, would probably be my cod swallop. So as long as they don't kill my stuff off, they'll be a minute cod swallop. It was just quite an interesting thing to experience. My cod swallop can be the fact that Eurowings... Yes, that is. Eurowings have still not got back to me. Yes. We did bombard them on Twitter the other day as well, didn't we? We did. And it's interesting to see that, yeah, there's still basically no response from them. And give it three days uh, and it will be a month since the problems happened with the flight. So, yeah, they watch this space, people. They've still not responded to anything. They are being retweeted by a lovely AUN network colleagues and other people I know. Uh, And, yeah, so really it's that I am not impressed and happy, but I'm one of many from what I'm seeing. So, yeah, Eurowings, get your act together. Yeah. It's like Empower all over again, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. With the headset. The word customer service no longer means anything to anybody. So, but hey, we will keep going as required. Yes, absolutely. But we'll pack that one to one side. These, the chronicles of Eurowings will, um, will continue I, uh, until I've got it resolved. So, yes. And yeah, you've got to keep on them, like almost email them every single day, become the biggest yep. nuisance ever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of many i'm sure well yeah but why should you sit back you know it's uh nope. there's no Shouldn't reason do, for nope. you to sit back well that's the problem with a lot of companies who do this to people they expect people to basically just give up because they're, they're sick of getting no response but mm. uh, i don't think that's fair on the customer there it isn't just about me on this or my family. It's about in general, they are delivering a service that is so below standard, below anything it should be, below uh, anything you'd expect from probably some of the lowest companies because this is a Lufthansa subsidiary. So you would expect more from them. They're a large company. So, yeah, uh, I will keep going at them over this. It is not going to end because, frankly, me and others – and not happy with this, and you've seen this repeatedly. Is it worth actually call, uh, contacting the the company that owned them? Then I can't I can't remember what you just called. Lufthansa. It's certainly possible. It may. We'll 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 get, I'll give them a little more time to see how they respond, and then yeah, I may make a direct contact with Lufthansa. I have a few more arrows in my quiver, so yeah, we will see how things progress. Watch this space, Salty Dad Bowles. Yeah, he's going to be a featured story in the Metro very soon, I think, as well. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually just grinds to a halt and everyone's going well, what else happened yeah <laughs> you're just gonna do that typical photo hopefully you're wearing your talking oh, cods t-shirt no. but you'll have please yeah. not the photo <laughs> the, the grumpy <clears throat> the grumpy miserable face that's in every one yeah with your arms please, crossed God, no. <laughs> oh terrible they're, they're, yeah oh god no nope, I, I would not want to do that that pose that's for sure no or you could do the shruggy shoulders kind of like emoji type pose like <laughs> i don't know like the confused.com the head, you know picture. the head in my hands one yeah, the yeah. Head in my hands yeah all yeah, that could yeah do that one yeah yeah absolutely but as long as you're wearing your talking cod swallop t-shirt that's all i ask for yeah. that's all i ask okay, okay. <laughs> it'll make no sense to the li- to the people reading doesn't the matter <laughs> it will make sense to everybody who's listening and it will make people go okay wonder what that is yes and then they will do their research 
Yeah. And then the Metro will do their research and they'll be like, oh my God, we can't print this story. They've slated us so many times. (laughs) 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 Sorry, James, nobody cares. Yep. The Metro completely banners in general, so we never can have any sort of contact with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that we're still allowed to access their website, to be honest. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe they'll produce something good. Maybe. Yeah. Well, they do say that uh, it's no such thing as bad press. So, you know, you know, not that I think that we're press, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, what we're doing. We're offering a service here. (laughs) We are. We are. Yeah. So have you watched anything fun recently, like Stranger Things or anything like that? Nope. I haven't watched any Stranger Things. I haven't, to be fair, I haven't really watched anything. You can't see me right now, but I'm shaking my head at you in disappointment. No, I know. I, I, I could sense it. Though. I could sense the head yeah. shaking. Uh, but no, I'm honest, I haven't actually really watched anything. So I've generally been, been out doing a little bit of walking or uh, I had some people, had family visit. So yeah, I've yeah, I've not really watched anything. I know I will get back onto the Stranger Things bandwagon. Not even watched The Boys, not even seen that, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I really want somebody... I mean, I've got people that I can talk to about it, but I really want to, like, talk to you about it because I know that how brilliant it is. I could pass you over to my friend Luke, who's who's seen it and hates it, <laughs> so you could have a conversation with him. You sent me a message going, this is crap, it's boring me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's fair and if if you yeah. also have that viewpoint that is absolutely fair but at least you've tried it do you know what I mean yes yes well I, I like it that's why I got the test off Luke I'd said you might want to check this out and he was like it's crap it's boring me <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but you like Ghostbusters Afterlife didn't he said yes all the kids from that is in that and he's like yeah, he still wasn't interested. No, yeah, Finn Wolfhard is really um. That's the obviously one. The kids, yeah, yeah, he's um he's done wonderful things, hasn't he? Since uh, Stranger Things, he has, and uh, Millie Bobby Brown's done wonderful things, including not attending conventions. But we digress. Yes. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Well, I personally have been watching... Oh, I knew what one of my other Cods Wallops was, so it's related to this. Far away. Okay, so you ready. So, yeah, I've been watching um, the last two Spider-Man movies because I didn't realise that I hadn't seen... Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Spider-Man Far From Home, and, mm-hmm. and so I actually sat down and started watching um, No Way Home, and I was like, well, hold on, this kind of doesn't make any sense here so i uh i paused it for a moment because it's actually we've got sky movies uh at home so i was like oh brilliant so i'll just watch it on on there because it was available to sort of download for free or well, free within the subscription you know kind of thing um so yes i did that and then and i thought oh no well obviously i'm gonna have to watch the other film first because you know it's a well it's is Marvel films, so, you know, it doesn't make sense otherwise, does it? So I went and did a little search to see if mm-hmm. I could find um, uh, Far From Home. Sorry, I'm really mm-hmm. hesitating today. It's really bad. It's the heat. <laughs> but Far From Home, and I uh, I saw it there, and I was like, oh, brilliant. But to rent it, it was like £2.70, which is not a lot of money, I know. So, you know, it's not a big deal. I paid that and then you know downloaded it and whatnot so i finished watching that film and 
when I pressed sort of like backup to go to normal TV, what film do you think then, James, was actually on the telly? Uh, so you're wanting to see Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so, so I downloaded and paid for uh, mm. or rented Spider-Man mm-hmm. Far From Home, which was the, the mm-hmm. one just before the last one that's come out. And then I sort of, you know, I'd finished watching it. It was all fantastic, brilliant. So, yeah, so you, like, press back up to go to back to normal yeah. TV. And that was the film that was actually playing on the actual TV. So I didn't have I to pay. To say, so, yeah, would it be the fact that you could have got away with paying nothing? So I could have. what you're now telling me is that, that they're actually, the, the, the TV people are now against you. They're actually purposely mocking you. Shocking. It literally, literally, yeah. it was like halfway through. So I was like, oh, for God's sake, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, yeah, if I'd have waited and just like checked the planner or whatever, which I didn't think to do, because, you know, you don't think to do that really, do you? No. And it's, no. uh, yeah, it was, it was playing. So, I mean, like I said, it's only £2.70, so it's not breaking the bank or anything. But at the same time, it's like, for God's sake, I could have actually watched it for free. <laughs> Interesting, though, when you mentioned films, when I was in, I was actually in WH Smith's, uh, and I was looking at the price because the Batman is out on, well, I think the one I, I saw mm-hmm. was the one on DVD, and it was like £10 or thereabouts. And I was, I was thinking, it's actually probably cheaper to wait until the, because the speed now that things hit, yeah. Uh, home media it's probably cheaper to actually wait and just watch it at home than go to the cinema Do yeah you think about the entire cost of going to the cinema so you've got to travel there you've got to buy a ticket you probably will buy drinks and things like that yeah it's probably actually cheaper just to wait yeah and i think that's what's making like the cinemas suffer at the moment isn't it yeah so yeah yeah it's uh but it yeah the problem is though it, it's gonna be the case now because unfortunately it's been available for us you know obviously during the mm-hmm. pandemic and stuff it was a lot quicker than it is you know currently but it's still a fast mm. process that it actually goes out to uh regular uh, well, sort of streaming services and whatnot so yeah it, it totally is i mean i remember i was talking to sean about this saying how it's if you think back, I mean, Sean's younger than both of us, but if you think back to when we were younger, and yes, Jim, I know you're younger than me, but <laughs> if, we thought, if we think back to when we were younger, the, the period you would wait between a film being at the cinema and going to home media or home video or whatever it would be at the time would be immense. Yeah. You'd be talking a, a humongous gap, <laughs> and now you're talking months in some cases. It's... It is quite amazing, and I even remember this uh, for sidetracking site, but when you used to have really long runs of films at cinemas, and that doesn't even seem to be the case anymore. No, I don't. I've noticed that as well. It's just it's got an in and out kind of turnover very quickly now, isn't it? So it is. Yeah. So salty tadpoles. I hope you're enjoying listening to middle-aged people reminiscing about cinema and (laughs) 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 film experiences. (laughs) oh it was another film that i recommend as well which i actually watched which is called summerland have you seen that one or not i don't think so no ring a bell it's got Gemma um atterton in it oh yeah yeah 
don't know who she is, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Penelope Wilton as well. So they're the, the main people in it that you kind of recognise. Um, there are a few mm-hmm. other faces as well from other things, but uh, they're the main people that you recognise, really. But uh, basically what this film is about is is based in World War Two. So there's this uh, sort of reclusive writer, and she is... Um, you know, like, so she's keeps herself to herself and she just enjoys life that way. <clears throat> Sorry about that, frog in the throat. And uh, she prefers it that way. But she actually gets um, a evacuee called Frank, because obviously he's from London Blitz and whatnot. And he's left in her care, which she's really, really unhappy about. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like the story of the reasons why she is so frustrated by the fact that he's there you know kind of thing and also the story of her life there's kind of flashbacks and stuff like that and but you also see like this blossoming friendship come between this uh this obviously alice and frank which is you know really nice that she you know can see her heart melting you know it's almost like the grinch you know kind of thing but in human form um but also, it's quite an interesting twist as well in it as well, um, which I won't I won't go into. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah. His mum, uh, his mum is known by Alice, but she doesn't know this until quite on uh, further on in the uh, film. But uh, I won't let you know how I'll, they know each other. I will, but I will add it to the list. Have a look yeah. for. I'm having a quick look. I'm telling you the, the IMDb page. Really looks yeah. interesting. It's really really good. Uh, it's one of those films because sometimes with films I might listen to it rather than actually watch it. You know, like I might be mm-hmm. playing on my phone or whatever, and I'm sort of listening to you know what's going on with the film or whatever if it's not really gripping me you know um but obviously if i'm just watching on my own i'll just turn it off but if i'm watching it with somebody else but with this one i was like gripped it was really really good like from start to finish so i highly recommend that film i will definitely have a look for it one film i'm also trying to work out how i can watch it is uh, Kilroy was here? Okay. The Kevin Smith, the new Kevin Smith film. Uh, I, I'm still. It, I think I don't know if the boat has sailed for me because it was something like you had to have NFTs, whatever, uh, whatever the hell they are, some sort of purchase thing. Yeah, I think they're like little pictures or something. I I don't hundred percent know what they are either. But yeah, I think the boat may have sailed for that one. So I might have to wait till it comes out on home media to uh, mm. to to actually see that. But I was looking at the trailer; it looked quite quite amusing and he does stick to something i said when kevin smith made tusk i'm like he should definitely make an actual horror you know another horror film he's done it yeah so it should be quite interesting to see what it's like and frank's in it so even more reason to watch it exactly yeah um actually talking about kevin smith there was a recent trailer mm-hmm. as well wasn't there that we haven't talked about yet Oh, yes, it's yes. Clerks 3. Was, I, had to, I, had, I had to think what it was. <laughs> thinking, what have I seen trailer-wise for this he's done? Because I could think of it as Kilroy. I'm thinking, wait a minute, that, that isn't that recent. Yeah. yeah, it was Clerks 3. Yes, it was. What did you think of it? When I first saw it, I was like, okay, I'm not feeling it. Because I thought, okay, so he's basically just taking his heart attack and he's telling a story about himself, and that's that. Yeah. And he's transposing it onto his characters, and that's it. And I was like, meh. And then I thought, 
afterwards. I thought about it again. I thought, well, that's Kevin Smith's. That's, you know, that's what the, the Genesis of Clerks was. It was him talking about his experiences. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll rewatch it. Just see if it, you know, if it sparks my interest. I rewatched it. I really, I was like, yeah, I totally got focused in and hooked in and th- I thought this is going to be a good film. Once I rewatched first time, as I say, it didn't do anything for me. Second time, I was like, yeah, I, I can dig this. This will be a good film. What about you? I had a very similar thought, to be honest. Um, yeah, my first viewing of it was like, oh, here we go again, you know. Um, I, I love, uh, you know, like I love all the clerks and I love to see, um, you're going to have to help me with his name. Um, the, the, the guy, oh my God, not Brian O'Halloran, the other guy, Jeff, Jeff Anderson. Um, yeah, yes. it was, it was amazing to see like Jeff Anderson back as well. Cause obviously mm-hmm. he said that he wasn't ever going to do acting again, but, uh, at the same time, it, it kind of just seemed a bit like a bit samey at first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was just like, oh, here we go again. You know, here's, you know, the same sort of story again. And then, like you said, I, I rewatched it and I thought, well, actually, you know, very, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm copying you, but I did have the pretty much the same viewpoint as you did, really, that actually mm-hmm. this, uh, this still could be a good film. And, um, I don't know about, you know, the fact that they're doing the, um, individual viewings again, that it's not a wide, screen viewing you yeah. know like right wide release sorry as i should say yes. I d- yeah yeah it's a bit of a shame in some ways um but i suppose it'll be quite fun to actually actually go and do like they did with um the jay and silent bob film mm-hmm. the yeah so yeah it, it will be interesting i mean i was i just want to you know I think it will be good. I mean, mm. I, I'm definitely feeling that Affleck will be the bomb in this film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably for only the small part he's in it, but I was like, yeah, there's Affleck. That's cool, because yeah. I generally like pretty much everything Affleck does. Uh, but I just, yeah, I think it could be a good film. And I had an intro, I was talking to somebody about this on Facebook, and we were discussing an interesting theory that that I had whether it would ring true but it would you want to hear this theory yeah absolutely yeah it could completely flip the entire cinematic universe on its head for smith's stuff and if it, this is does happen i would be terrified that <laughs> i'd actually predicted this correctly <laughs> but obviously one of the ideas on the first clerks film is that they were going to shoot um who was it they were going to kill brian o'halloran's yeah where they killed brian and you see it mentioned in the the clerk's three he's going what do you mean you're going to kill me in the third act sort of thing or there's a sequel well can you imagine if they show brian being shot and then it shows that in reality he was shot and all of this happened in his mind while he was dying <gasps> oh what's well, so in the last two films that were clerks didn't really happen but yeah like none of this stuff happened or alternatively they killed you know silent bob and all the stuff that happened was all in like his mind and his dying minutes of life. Oh, I mean, that would be a pretty amazing twist, wouldn't it? Hmm. It would. I'm co- if you're listening, Smith, I'm copywriting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Get that big C on that already. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that would be quite an interesting twist. Definitely. I don't 
don't think that it would happen because it kind of closes the door if any yes. other films wanted to be made. But um, yeah, it, maybe it, pr- it probably won't. But if that was the case, I'd be sat in the cinema or wherever I ended up watching it, terrified. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, oh my God, am I living karaoke in Cold Lazarus by Dennis Potter? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd sit and go, why am I not getting winning lottery numbers, damn it? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you ever do get those lo- lottery winners, you know, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did have a win recently, the lottery. Big money, people. Five big, pound? big money. <laughs> £3.70. Ooh. Living the dream. That if you give me two pounds seventy of that, that will pay for mm. my uh, Spider Man hire. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, you can keep the pound so, and maybe you know, yes, get another ticket by a scratcher. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what scratchers cost to be honest. <laughs> some of them are a pound. Some of them are two pounds. Some of them are five pounds. Some of them are ten pound, and uh, so forth. Ten pounds for a scrap blooming heck. Yeah, there Ooh, are man. some that are ten pound because they like they've got massive winnings. Um, and there's more opportunities to win on them. So I can see how people who are addicted to gambling lose the money than if they're yeah. on something like even the smallest lottery stuff. Dear me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. And I think the problem is as well, like I just sort of like was jokingly referencing, but you know, it's the case that you got your three pounds seventy. You know, if you put that mm-hmm. back onto scratch cards, then you'd probably either lose that three pound or you'd gain mm-hmm. another three pounds. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. Yeah, or break even, you know. <laughs> the invariable reality is that I once did do that. I bought a ticket. I won whatever the cost of the ticket was back. And then the man said, do you want the money or do you want to buy another ticket? I just buy another ticket and mm-hmm. then lost. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. hey, you win some, you lose some. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't know about you, James, but I'm getting really hot. Because it's getting hot in here. <laughs> so take off all your clothes. I'm naked. I'm recording a podcast. Hey, whatever works for you. <laughs> it's all good because I like it. She's Codswalp After Dark. I've, I've said it before. We're going to have the Codswalp After Dark series. It'll all, it'll make it. We'll have it on OnlyFans. Yep. We'll make a fortune. Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, you know, for as little as a pound, you can um, <laughs> subscribe to that channel on YouTube as well. Yes. Yeah. At yes. Codswallet Pod. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Just a pound, people. Just, just a pound. Just a pound each. But uh, yes. yes. Do you fancy getting into some stories of the week? Yes, please. Yeah. So I believe you've got two stories and I've got two stories. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? My brain has now gone. So let me just okay. find out. Ah, there we go. We'll go with that one. Right. Yes, I have found one. It's mm-hmm. filthy. It's hot, people. Oh, oh good. Weird. Um. So, this is a weird one, and I've not read this before, and I'm not copying one of those biographic channels on YouTube by not reading it before and having its fresh information, I (laughs) promise. So, a retired vicar has been put on the sex offenders register after he was caught getting intimate with a Henry Hoover. Mm. (laughs) Other brands are available. (laughs) Although you wouldn't want to do that with a Dyson, would you? No. It's the one called Hetty or something. So, yeah, it's equal opportunities for the Hoover. Yeah. So, 
John Jeffs, 74, was wearing just a pair of ladies' stockings and the vacuum's nozzle, which he was thrusting into when he was caught by a churchgoer who was attending a talk about Asperger's syndrome. <laughs> okay. Um, they described how he was standing between two dark chairs, thrusting into a Henry Hoover at the Baptist Centre in Middleton Cheney, Northamptonshire. They said that even though he saw them, Jeffs continued pushing his groin towards the Henry, famous for its relentless and powerful suction. <laughs> Very good. Very good writing there. Uh, he appeared at Northampton Magistrates Court yesterday, where he tried to deny what he had done in September 2020. Finding him guilty, a magistrate said, why you thought it best to bring this matter to trial, I have no idea. He told police that he did it because he felt naughty. Fair enough. <laughs> he, uh, as well as having to sign the sex offenders register, he was ordered to pay £845 in costs. Uh, hold on. He he, also hold on give, a second. Sorry, yeah. hold on. Uh, he has to, he has to um, sign a sex offenders uh, register. Yeah. What, against a Hoover? Well, I'll, I'll get to the end of it. We, we can hash through it. So okay. he also okay. must give £200 in compensation to the victim who witnessed the sex act. Ugh. His defence lawyer said Jeffs was still coming to terms with the loss of his wife at a young age and was in a lot of pain because he was ignoring his health and his diabetes was not medicated. And being Metro, that is the end of the article. That is um, the end. <laughs> I also would just like to say with, you know, the comment of coming to terms, that was not the only thing that he was coming to or with. Yeah. Uh, clearly in the use of Henry the Hoover. At least he was nice and tidy about it. You know, it wasn't left That's all out true. on the seat. <laughs> yeah. It was a storage area. So uh, the thing I find interesting, because uh, I initially thought, why is he on the sex offender register? Mm -hmm. I couldn't quite get my head around that one because I was thinking, I initially didn't realize he'd been caught in a public place doing this. Uh, so, yeah. And someone's seen him, so that's why he's on the sex offender register. What I find strange is that the the when he was found guilty, a magistrate said, why you thought it best to bring this matter to trial, I have no idea. So was the suggestion that he should have just fined him, maybe, and put him on the register? It is odd that it was taken to trial, but I do see why he's been put on the register. Um, but, yeah, what a truly bizarre thing, and... I'm going to be honest, I also feel a bit sad for this guy because I think there's probably a lot of issues there. See, I feel sorry for Henry. Henry yes. shouldn't be exposed to that thing, you know. Just because he's got a nice long nozzle doesn't mean that the, yeah. the vicar's got a nice long nozzle, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, there's a picture that states very uh, Henry Extra, whatever that may be, that says he used a Henry Hoover <laughs> in brackets, not the one pictured. He said he was feeling naughty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame that he hasn't got Henry the Hoover, you know, Henry's little face, because just actually, just in case we've got some international listeners that don't know what we're talking about, um, I, I don't know if it's global or not, but it's a, it's a Hoover. Um, well, we'll put mm -hmm. up a picture anyway but it's like a round hoover that's got a nozzle for a nose and it's mm -hmm. got a couple of eyes and like a little smiley face and uh, yeah yes. there's there's george and hetty i think and something like that as well so but um yeah it's a shame that it didn't have like a little winky face <laughs> i would expect him more of a, a face with a, shrug, a look of horror on it yeah yeah a traumatized look yeah like wide eyes and like ah <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> 
But that that's a truly weird one. That is a truly, truly weird one. Yeah, well, staying on the very same subject in some ways, I move mm-hmm. on to my first story of the week, which is a woman who pleasured herself outside of Waitrose had hordes of sex toys in her handbag. Intriguing. It is intriguing, and she looks like she is a little bit ashamed of herself in the photo. So... Mm-hmm. A woman has been told she's facing jail time after being caught pleasuring herself on a bench outside of Waitrose. I mean, Waitrose is exciting, but it's really not that exciting. Um, Beverly Dean, 54, exposed her breasts as she committed the solo act in front of a pair of workers who saw her through the office window. When the police arrived on the scene in Northwich, Cheshire, Uh, they found a hoard of sex toys and lube in her handbag. She cried as she admitted outraging public decency at 3.30pm on a Friday. Um, Sorry, it might not have been a Friday at all. It was a February 25th this year. Prosecutor Shannon Carey said the defendant is seen to put her fingers in her mouth and then proceed to put them between her legs. She appeared to be masturbating. I thought I'd say it a bit more sexy. I thought you were just saying it really quietly. No. (laughs) Trying a new tactic of being sexy. Okay. She stopped to smoke a cigarette and then continued to suck her fingers and place them between her legs. After she did this, she stood up from the bench and both breasts were exposed. Her blouse was unbuttoned. Her coat was hanging off her shoulders. Officers were called and the defendant was arrested. I'm glad you've gone to a normal tone now because our uh, hard of hearing listeners were going, what? Who? Yeah, uh, they can turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Her property was searched and an assortment of sex toys and lubricants uh, were found in the def- in the defendant's bag. I nearly said defiance bag then. But uh, Dean's defence solicitor... Shane O'Neill said it was her first offence and it should be dealt with by probation service. Yeah, they're really going to want that one, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you can get rid of all the chewing gum off the bottom of benches or something like that as punishment. Um, He said, we need to know what is happening within her life and she is getting to an age and committing this offence. There was some suggestion that she was filming herself but when the police took her phone, there was nothing on it. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the officer looked at it and said, there's nothing recorded on it. There was no room for any children to go past. We are not disputing that children may have been in the area. But what she said is that there weren't any children in the area. She accepts responsibility for what she did because she was caught. Wet fingers. <laughs> James, that was my joke. Come that on. She now. was. That she was. <laughs> Can you laugh? I'm not disagreeing with you. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, Thank ha, you. Hee, Much hee. better. <laughs> 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 the magistrate said between now and your next court appearance, the things that need to happen are that you stay in a regular in regular contact with your legal representative and fully cooperate with the probation service. D. 
Dean's next hearing is on August 12th. Update to follow on August 12th. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, again, she's another one where I'm wondering what, what on earth is going on in the old noodle. Um, she's probably going to have to sign the sex offender register herself. Yeah. Uh, that's just really weird. In both cases, this is seriously weird behaviour. It makes no sense. What I would say is maybe that those two should date mm-hmm. because they're just like really low. They sound to be, I'd suspect, to be lonely and weird, so they might work well together. But yeah, I think I think you're right I, there. I think that they definitely I, should I, be a couple. I don't I don't really understand why she was doing what she was doing. No, in public. It, it doesn't make that honestly. I can't get my head around. Why would you do it so blatantly? Because <laughs> you know you're going to get caught. Yeah, no, I don't get it at all. It's like really, yeah, it's quite disturbing, really, isn't it? Very strange. So, the mayor of a small fishing village in Mexico hopes his new bride will crock his world after tying the knot with an alligator wearing a white <laughs> wedding dress. <laughs> Victor Hugo Sosa and his cold-blooded companion sealed their marriage with a kiss. That's a brave man. As yeah. part of a centuries-old ritual to secure nature's abundance in San Pedro Huamelulula, is it? Yeah. Could be. Uh, the seven-year-old reptile, referred to as Little Princess, had her snout tied shut in a bid to avoid unwanted snapping. Okay, yeah, makes sense. So she was getting married against her will then? She was, yeah. yeah. It's an arranged marriage. Representing Mother Earth. Well, it is an arranged marriage. She's believed to be deity, representing Mother Earth. And the marriage is said to be to symbolise the joining of human with the divine. The ritual is thought to date back centuries to pre-Hispanic times. Among Chuntal and Huava indigenous communities in uh, Oaxaca State, southwest Mexico. Traditional music rang out as revelers danced during the ceremony on Thursday. We asked nature for enough rain, for enough food, though we have fish in the river, Sosa said. Oaxaca is home to many indigenous groups who are determined to preserve their languages and traditions. The ritual in San Pedro Huamela also acknowledges Catholic spirituality and involves dressing an alligator or caiman in a white wedding dress. Locals carried the bride in their arms through village streets as men fanned it with their hats. It gives me much happiness and makes me proud of my roots, said Elia Edith Aguela, known as the godmother who organised the wedding. It's a very beautiful tradition. She described feeling privileged to carry out the ceremony and admitted spending a lot of time considering the bride's outfit. In April... A woman revealed how she married her cat to stop heartless landlords forcing her to give up her beloved pet. Another story you covered. (laughs) This morning raised eyebrows after featuring the wedding of a golden retriever and its owner who gave up on men after four-failed engagements. And that's the end of the article. God bless the Metro for their writing. It it must be an interesting wedding, um, especially when the bride uh, is looking round and looks over to see her new husband, the mayor, and says, and you know, she and says to him, "Hey, that's my cousin on your feet there." <laughs> I wonder what happened to Colin, you bastard! And they get an annulment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the wedding night's going to be an interesting one as well, isn't it? <laughs> well, lots of biting, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> stop nibbling me, love. <laughs> yeah, things will get snappy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, okay. And then my final story is also mm-hmm. animal related, but it also Ooh. connects to the sexy theme that we have within our stories. Which, if heat wave, so this is from the Metro again. So it's not if the heat wave, okay, yeah. if heat wave hits 42 degrees Celsius. So again, that's like, 98 fahrenheit something like that um you know just google it there yeah yes just google it (laughs) (laughs) um bees may ejaculate themselves to death (laughs) okay (laughs) one more thing to worry about in this heat wave that we're facing in the gruesome is the gruesome death of honeybees who have been found to suffer a difficult fate when it gets too hot researchers reveal that they can literally ejaculate themselves to death in extreme heat when male worker bees are subjected to very high temperatures their bodies begin to convulse um, sorry a bit like my sentence there begin to convulse which forces them to ejaculate their abdomen sized penis equivalent out of their body Right, and die from the shock. Okay, yeah. <sighs> God, imagine that, James. Imagine if you just went outside and you just your penis fell off. I'd rather not, but yeah. <laughs> Am I with Henry Hoover or not at that point? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, to a casual onlooker, it may look like the bee ex- uh, spontaneously exploded, but uh, new research has shown there are some bizarre sexual component to this final act. Bees try to maintain a body temperature of 35 degrees, and if things get Mm -hmm. as hot as 42, then half of the drones will die within six hours. The Met Office has issued an extreme heat warning from Sunday to Tuesday. So, what we're moaning about at the beginning of this episode what we are in right now yeah yes exactly with the uk potentially recording its highest ever temperature and just for any international listeners as well just going off the story here if anyone's thinking oh god well we'll deal with that every year because i'm just going to single out america here but you know that's the country that i can think of that's the most hottest you know we always we always deal with heats uh the temperature that they're moaning about we don't have aircon we don't have aircon at all we just have windows and a fan and the windows let the hot air in and the fan just circulates the hot air so we don't have the luxury of aircon um unless you know like we're in an office or we were told that we should go to a public library i think uh to you know because there's aircon there basically but uh yeah i just so just so that people understand why we're moaning it's because mm. we haven't got the luxury of aircon. Back to the story. With the immense heat waves rocking Europe, scientists are looking at developing new ways to cool them down and prevent deaths from heat exhaustion. Dr. Alison McPhee, a postdoctoral fellow at UBC's Michael Smith Laboratories, fo- uh, focusing on bee health, said... That was a mouthful. (laughs) When drones die from shock, they spontaneously ejaculate. They have uh, this elaborate 
Endophilus, Endorf, Endorf, Endophilus, Endophilus, maybe. I don't know. James is not helping, so. Um, I'll have to, uh, I don't I don't have the article in front of me, so I'll have to. E-N-D-O-P-H-A-L-L-U-S. Endophallus is what I'm thinking it is. That comes out. maybe. Pardon? Well, it probably is endophallus or endophilus, so. Yeah, it's one of those words. Um, that comes out and is about the size of their own abdomen. It is pretty extreme. Uh, she also says she was alerted to the phenomenon do, 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 after noticing a high level of bee deaths following the heat wave in British Columbia during 2021. Beehives typica- typically maintain a temperature of 35 degrees, and although the Colombian bees should have been able to cope with the temperature, the excess heat ended up killing many of them off. We know that after six hours at 42 degrees, half of the drones will die of heat stress. Um, There's quite a bit more, but I'm just, I think we're going on about the same sort of thing, really. I'm just quickly just, um, yeah. So there's quite a bit more of this story, um, but I am going to end it there because it is a lot of like repeating itself, really, to be honest. But I did notice that bees can naturally find water. So, you know, at least they can try and keep themselves cooled down by, you know, going for a little dip. They have a chance. They do. Yes. You've gone quiet all of a sudden. No, I'm here. I was listening to your story. No, I know. But you you just sounded a bit quieter. But that's fine. You don't worry about it because we're about to finish. Okay. Okay. Is that better? Yes. Yes. I'd lent back slightly, so. Ah, okay. There you go. Um, and also the a final tip as well that I've just noticed as well is bees will naturally go find water and bring it back to the hive and fan it with their wings to cool down, which achieves evaporative cooling, much like we do when we sweat, which I'm doing right now. Ooh. Um, is it? So that's actually quite, quite interesting, isn't it? Um, and it is. giving them syrup nearby should let them do the same thing. And the sugar in it uh, motivates them to take it down faster. So obviously that will keep them nourished as well. So, so if you're out there and you're looking for some bees and you're looking after some bees, you know, make sure they dip in some water and maybe give them some syrup so that they can, uh, you know, go about their business and cool down so that they don't ejaculate and die on that note (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) well james i don't know about you but i think that we've been talking enough codswallop this week i would agree i would agree good well in that case then i am Gemma. i am still james yeah i'm still a little bit of a sweaty puddle of uh well (laughs) water now but you know still we've done it We've done it. We survived. We have. We we powered through. We, we have survived. Did. We did. My I'm, hay fever's kicking the crap out of my voice, but yeah. we have survived. Yeah, I think that's what's been going on with mine as well, because I've been a lot of sneezing and coughing yeah. going on as well, which hopefully this week I will remember to take out. Last week I forgot to take a couple of coughs out, so I do apologise to anybody who was offended by my coughs. Um, but, you know, I did it, and I'm, I'm human. So there we have it. So... If you'd like to follow us on social media, it's at Codswallop Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
so made it quite simple for everybody hopefully and also um that's about it really just stay nice and cool out there everyone and we're going to end with a public service announcement aren't we james we are we yeah. are so yeah so stay tuned for the next couple of seconds because you know yeah. i think you'll find it quite funny so anyway for now i have been Gemma. bye i'm bye-bye stay oh sorry safe, you are james no, no. <laughs> i am james stay safe everyone be careful bye bye-bye this is a personal safety message hello warm isn't it i'm an actor and i'm english so you know you can trust me listening to my calming voice might make you think of david niven or nigel havers trustworthy people so here i am sat in the garden in this warm weather as i'm sure many of you are enjoying the sun and the warmth but wait some of us aren't quite so lucky. Some of us cannot do these wonderful, normal things. So, for as little as a pound a month, you can help these poor, unfortunate, wretched people. For as little as a pound a month, you can sponsor a ginge. Buying them basic things, such as extreme sandblock, parasols, or the ability to simply not to have to sit outside in the sun and run the risk of spontaneously combusting. So, dig deep, get that pound, and sponsor a ginge today. Thank you.